Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade. I'm back from gallivanting around the world. I'm joined by Glenn, the bedside brat. Chelsea Pinky, future Mrs. A, <laughs> because no one <laughs> can know. It's like Mr. Big. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so this is literally me rolled out of bed. Yeah. About the same girl. I, uh, yeah. We're recording at 9 a.m. So just for you people. guys. We love mm-hmm. it. Read or reply. So I want to reply to something that I actually got from a listener. She has a company um, called Julie. It's a diamond ring or jewelry diamond cleaner. It's really cool. She sent me two. So we're actually going to give away one for any of our listeners. Kind of looks like a sex toy, but it's not a sex toy. (laughs) Wow, it really does. Oh, right. It's a brush. When you take it off, it's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a brush and you take your ring. She's a fellow New Yorker. So you take your ring, you like hang it on the top Mm. so it doesn't fall down the drain. Mm. You put this special soap on the wet ring. One pump. The soap's special because like it doesn't leave any residue. Mm -hmm. And then you turn your vibrator on. (laughs) Has all these special. That's so cool. Because basically, like diamonds can get really dirty because they're like something you're wearing every day, right? And like all these like little grooves under here Mm -hmm. can trap the dirt. So yeah, I wanted to reply to that, and I'm so excited that we get to do a giveaway. Um, I know so many people are getting like engaged, and besides Mm -hmm. from getting engaged, many people have jewelry that they might want to clean. Um. So we're doing a giveaway with that. And then also, if you don't get the giveaway, you can just use a code that we have. It's BGT20 to get 20% off. So fire. I wanted to, yes, I wanted to reply to that. And then totally different note, <laughs> my on red. Mm-hmm. I really just wanted to acknowledge and send my prayers, my thoughts to the families that were affected in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. I honestly saw this story probably yesterday, and I think it happened the day before, and I saw it on my social media, and I saw that I believe nine children Mm -hmm. died and 19 people. So in total, 19 people out of that nine were children. It's just really devastating uh, anytime like something like that happens, like that much loss of life and just unexpected. I don't know that much about the story candidly, but I do. I was reading that. It started because of a space heater. There are discussions that maybe the landlord was not providing heat, which Mm -hmm. we're in New York City in January, which is just evil to not provide families with heat. It happened in the Bronx, which we know is like, I believe is the poorest borough. Yeah, it's just not right how poor people are treated in this country. And this particular case ended in a lot of death. So death of children. So I just want to send my prayers to those families. And I posted something on my personal social. We'll post it on BGT of how you can help. Yeah. 
that was hella devastating. And I feel like we've been hearing stories like this over the years of just negligence in people's buildings that have led to like extreme loss. Because I also heard something, and again, I need to probably read more about this too, that there was some malfunctioning like doorways or something. Yeah, I said that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the building had 174 violations mm-hmm. that the city was aware of. So I can read this really quick. Someone posted a fucking space heater. There should be no reason a person who is paying rent living living in a building should even need a fucking space heater. But here we are in 2022. Motherfuckers get a fucking metaverse and are talking about traveling to Mars. where in the Bronx, which is considered the poorest country in America. 19 plus people, including children, were killed because of a fucking space heater in a building that had 174 violations to begin with. Most of these buildings in the Bronx are in similar situations. People don't care and it's all about profit. The city doesn't care about a neighborhood until it's get becoming gentrified. New York City mm-hmm. is about improving the lives of people who live in a certain tax bracket and are, and people who move here. It's not about the people who were born here and immigrants who moved here living paycheck to paycheck. It's about the kids. It's not about kids that end up dying over negligence. It's not about socioeconomics or the wealth gap issue or how kids got nowhere to go because every year there are budget cuts with less and less shit for them to do and less and less shit for them to learn. This shit is fucked up. Richest city in richest city in the world sweeping the shit under the rug birthplace of hip-hop and mainstream culture and yet the city treats its people like they're strangers a lot of these inner city kids don't even leave their fucking borough this is disgusting that was just a post i saw yeah i saw that one it's so sad and so crazy and i am hoping that there's more that's done about this like it opens people's eyes because you know they're given this new mayor he's already in the hot seat honey it's been four days and they are coming for him so yeah i don't know yeah all you can do is pray honestly definitely sending our prayers to them and like you said chelsea will share uh different ways that you can help out if you can i'll hop in it'll be definitely a switch of a gear so i just got back from puerto rico and saint thomas my good sis shot a flu a bitch out for her birthday <laughs> It was really Hashtag wealth. <laughs> it was so fire. I wouldn't like, be able to tell that she went anywhere though. Yeah, you yes. barely have a tan. Y'all, don't do me like that. You don't think you have a tan? Like that. I have something. <laughs> she said, "You think you have a tan?" Nah, I did get a tan. It, it was hard. Okay, I, I I needed to bring the correct oils. I need I needed my Maui babe. Like I need assistance at this point. It's not sticking. It's not sticking all up in my wrist area. You know, I don't even want to show you. Mm. Your ancestors were not the ones you acknowledged. The other ones were taking over. We're late. I don't quite understand it, but keep going. Anyway, though, we had an amazing time. <laughs> I like over the past two years and when people really started to be able to do some traveling and working remotely, I was teaching and I was like, damn, I want to be going on these trips like y'all and like working from different places in the world. And I felt like I got to do that on this trip. And it kind of made me excited to do more of that this year. Like, I'm trying to just be out. I'm about to be out. But I'm going to reply to a specific day on our trip. We met these men that took us on this boat. We're on the, first of all, we were on the beach, right? We're, like, swimming. Oh, and we see these men pop out. for the Patreon. I'm not going to take it all. I'm not going to tell y'all everything. No, I have a Patreon story. Tell them. 
yeah, so we see these these men with this like long flowing hair and Shade peeps them like, oh, girl, who are these men? Like a washing set? Like a no, not a washing set. Like cur- they had like really long gold. curly hair. Oh, curly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're like doing backflips all over the beach and shit, looking mad athletic. I'm like, who are these men? Mm. And the men, this is in St. Thomas. The men there were being low key, like mad thirsty. We were at this beach called Koki and they were like on us. Everybody has like a business venture and they want you to take pictures with their shit that they're going to put on like their Facebook page. We had to sit on like a 20 person floaty to pose in front of it so that they could advertise <laughs> the fact that if you come to that beach, you could rent the floaty. <laughs> ridiculous that's Um, what that was for okay (laughs) i didn't quite understand what that device was and they were doing the most like this one man i was taking a picture and this this man is like oh you're looking scrumptious and delicious (laughs) like just doing a lot doing a lot so these dudes though were like a lot more chill they had like some business and some and something that my friend told me who's from there she was like you cannot go to st thomas without going voting it's like a part of the culture you got to do it so we had found this other man who we like allegedly booked a boat tour with this man named Big Swag, who apparently like ran the island and he had the plug. He's going to get us on a boat for much cheaper, da, 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 da. But then these boys are like, yo, we just bought a boat. We're just going out tomorrow on our first trip. You guys just want to come through? We're like, oh, it's giving free. free. It's giving free. They charged you? No, they did not oh, charge oh. us. No, 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 no. And <laughs> the like, boat we were supposed fuck? to go on initially, we had to pay for like a little speedboat. This boat was like a boat boat, like with the inside and like a bedroom, like the front part. And they literally just bought the shit and like had just sailed, like sailed it, drove it, whatever, from Puerto Rico <laughs> to St. Thomas. And they're like starting a business. I thought they were, had, were going to invite like a bunch of people or at least like a bunch of girls. And there were some interesting groups of girls out there in St. Thomas that weekend very young and like turned up and I wasn't sure if I could like keep up with that type of energy but nobody else ended up coming on the boat besides the girls that we were with this like older black couple and we were chilling <laughs> it was actually crazy motley was, like, crew whole boat to ourselves though and I was just watching this one particular man just look so fucking fine like jumping into the water and like fixing things around the boat uh I can't even the thing that was trippy was that he looked kind of like one of my really good friends uh l he looked just like him in many ways light skin yeah oh, oh. yeah i was like who's l <laughs> <laughs> we had a great day on the beach with them on, you know, on the boat with them and then later on we invited them back to our home and we played games like we were like children like we played kings but then incorporated within kings we were playing like spin the bottle and that, like <laughs> suck and blow game with like with the cards, mm-hmm. you know, that game. I did not participate in that game. What's a suck and blow game? Disclaimer <laughs> before she explains, I opted out of said game. What's the suck and blow game? No, and remember, just, like, this is a podcast, so you need to explain it with words. You put a card on your lips and you're supposed to like, like suck, suck in to air keep the card so on the, your yeah, lips. Exactly. And then you have to pass it to somebody else's mouth by like blowing oh. it in their mouth. They have to suck and they it have to suck it. it oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like kissing through the card. end up kissing and da 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 da. It was very like mm-hmm. teens at, very at home on a Friday night. Exactly. Yes. Teenagers. Which by the way, sorry, I'm replying to that too. Well, yeah, we'll discuss, we'll discuss <laughs> that. And then the man, you know, said that he gives massages. Mm. So then I was like, I'm trying to see about the massage. And then I got massaged. Like privately or on other sure did. besides my back. What? On other places besides my back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I had such a and I sat in the bathroom reading my book. <laughs> Happy ending. 
It was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Told you it's for the Patreon. <laughs> um, what other? Uh, what What are you? Or is I'm that... just. Yeah, I don't have much. To <laughs> Where do we go from here? The fact that like now I'm back home and now I have to work from a cold climate and not a nice, warm, nice one. And I'm still kind of battling my like end of the year burnout that I had. And I'm just trying to find ways to be productive. I realized I I have to work on my mindset because like I just sat down this morning to work on something. And the first thoughts in my mind were like, this is dumb as fuck. I don't feel like doing it. This shit is about to be trash. This is whack. Like, It just, all of that shit just goes through my head Mm -hmm. and then I just don't want to do it. So I have to just figure out, I have to like tell myself like, this is going to be fine. Like I literally have to do that. I have to talk myself This is a cool project. I'm excited Mm -hmm. about this project. Right, exactly. Whoa. Um, I am going to, yeah, I think I too am going to leave like just the cold on red. I think- since I moved back from California and I realized like winter doesn't have to be this. I have hated the winters very much since then. And I don't want to be here at all. It's a nice sunny day, which helps because if it was like gloom and doom, I think I would have been like, fuck this. But yeah, she's just not for the cold. Also, I'm going to, I'm going to leave some of these Eric Adams shenanigans on red. Your man's did a, a speech basically calling low-skilled workers as though they were not smart, essentially, saying that they couldn't like hold office or do what he does or like sit in the back corners of like the mayoral office. And then he goes and hires all these random niggas that ain't nobody ever heard of that are all his family members. It's it's giving suspect. Um, mm. but you know, the girls are not surprised. We knew he was suspect. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a very scary few years in politics. There's a Mm. lot of division. And frankly, the Democrats are not really doing what needs to be done. And so these Republican niggas are going to come and take advantage of that, especially people who are on the fence, because not much is changing. They like went on these campaigns of change and helping people of color and canceling student loan debt and addressing coronavirus. And now everyone's out here acting like a fool. So who knows? All we can do is pray. It was very interesting in St. Thomas. We met two people black Mm -hmm. from St. Thomas who said that they preferred Trump because the inflation is so bad. I think that's a very basic way of looking at things just to solely be like, well, these prices were cheaper. So that's the only reason I like him because that man was the devil. But I can understand from their perspective how like their gas is almost $5. Like it's fucking insane. The cold and bum bitches in politics. I'm leaving on red. Um, I'm replying to my melanated skin. I hope she sticks around. It just looks much better on me. You know? We're not good in good lighting right now. Are you using I'm not a ring using light a ring light. Shot? This is the sun. You look bright. Bright? <laughs> Doesn't she look bright? You yeah, look kind of yellow. You look yellow. Middle. All in the T-zone. Mm, y'all don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, in the pictures, you look dark, but maybe that could have been a filter. Nope. That's exactly how I look. Well, not, okay. not now. Cali Glam. It's peeled off. Pretty lady. Not Cali Glam. <laughs> I was being called brown sugar the whole trip. Okay. People brown sugar is like, not that dark. People were like, ooh. Do you want me to show you what brown sugar looks like? Kelly Rowland. No, brown no, sugar girl, looks she's chocolate. light skin. 
Yeah. Like me and Kelly Rowland. There and are strains of, of brown sugar that are a little bit darker. You know, maybe have a little bit more molasses. Correct. We're it. deep. We're deep in the molasses over here. We'll okay. say molasses then. Molasses we're, girl. We're drenched in the molasses. <laughs> molasses girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't molasses know. Molasses girl. Material girl. <laughs> um, yeah, replying to this tan. I have to say my skin has been bugging out. I think it's because of this demonic birth control that I'm on. It's just the pill. I just, you, you all know I'm anti-birth control. So we're here. I'm going to call it demonic every single time. And my skin has been like breaking out, like just every time randomly, just one pops up. Not a single problem in the Caribbean. Shit is healing up. I FaceTimed my man. He was like, your skin looks amazing. I was like, it's the salt water and the sun where I belong with my ancestors. <laughs> So that's what we on. That's it for me. Well, is anyone's hotline blinging? Nope. Great. So we can move, skip that segment. Ah! Um, or oh we. God. No, I just realized I didn't tell the listeners that this is the update in my life about the father. So, okay, so that's the your hotline office. bling. Well, but your hotline no. is not blinging. Yeah, it's not blinging from him anymore. Oh, well, I guess that's it. sort of a hotline bling. He was so basically or not bling. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah the anti bling, not bling. <laughs> Y'all, the the saga with the father continues. <laughs> to spare the whole story, he was here right before I went away, and some stuff happened, and we were like in the middle of having sex, and then we stopped. It was it was just like kind of awkward. Then he started t- talking about how he's been considering celibacy, and you know I have this theory that. All men at some point in their lives just are like, I'm going to be celibate. They think it's going to like change your fucking life, make their hairline grow back, make their beard <laughs> connect. Make- oh, whoa. <laughs> make their dick grow an inch. You- Literally. She woke up and chose violence today. But they're going to get a raise at their job, like everything. They just think if they go celibate, everything's going to get better. I promise you they do. They think, but that's because a lot of their shit be tied up in sex, like for real. I've dated so many people or been involved with so many people that... Uh, certain point they're like i just gotta get celibate man i gotta and they get all like fucking frantic about it mad crazy while they're dating you yes (laughs) i gotta be celibate i've been thinking about sex too much they're like i'm not masturbating anymore uh i'm going i'm I'm about to go to the gym every day like they just be trying to like change their whole life (laughs) the testosterone has to go elsewhere (laughs) they be wilding exactly they're like i I just start taking walks like i'm taking walks now like (laughs) (laughs) oh Two people, one person that I was with in particular has it. He's a promiscuous girl, I guess is all I can say. So I don't know. He, I've met men who wanted to be celibate for different reasons. Anyway, this, the father, I don't know that he's necessarily looking for celibacy, but what he was saying to me was that he misses when, when we, because when we first met, we were just friends for like two years. And he misses when we were just friends and we used to talk about things. We used to have long phone calls. We used to go to readings together. We used to share books and we used to have a more vibrant and you hold him out, friendship. you terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, what's up? What you up to? And when, when I ask that question or when he asks it too, we know what we're asking. We're not asking like, what are you up to? Let's go to a movie or like, let's talk on the phone about some shit. We're like, okay, where you at? I kind of beg to differ because I do think we still have a lot of those conversations. I think he just misses that that the, the past kind of like our shit has just like 
evolved a little bit. But I don't think that means we're not as good as friends as we always have been before. And I was telling him, my argument was that the reason why we've had like such an amazing intimate relationship, like romantically, is because we like were friends for so long and there's all this trust and stuff and we know each other so well. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's like, we should take a pause on the sex and just get back to who we were. Some bullshit. <sighs> and I'm like, all right, I'd like to see you. Go ahead. Let me see. Let me see you do it because I've tried before. <laughs> I tried to go to the movies with this man. It was like he had two hours in between here and an hour and 45 of the next day. You can't even go see a movie in that time. You can't even go and have like the post talk, like the normal post wine or tea, you know, to discuss. And he want to have discussions. He don't have no time for discussions. That's how we ended up in this, in this pattern that we're in. And I've recognized that the pattern was getting a little bit boring, which is why I wanted to, to like start doing things with him outside. But just the way our schedules worked, it's how it has worked. So anyway, we'll Sorry see. Sorry for your hotline. I know. I'm going to get it back blinging again because, you know, little island cutie kind of like reinvigorated me. Okay. She we love so that. Cool. We love that. Mm-hmm. Ella got her groove back. Literally, that's, that's what, what I was that's calling So she Venmoed me when she sent me <laughs> the money for the trip. She said... How Glenn got her groove back. I was fucking dying. Oh my God. Can I just add something to that? Uh, whatever. It's just going to stay in the hotline bling. It's kind of chaotic, y'all. But the the man, the St. Thomas man, he had some real interesting thoughts on the world. It was very much hotep. Flat very world? Much flat earth? He was talking about 2D beings and 3D beings. Um He's talking about natural forms of birth control that include putting parsley into your vagina. Um, <laughs> in your he, vagina? Yes, he said you could. You missed that part. He said you could either ingest it or just stick it inside. <laughs> he was telling me some <laughs> wild theories about the CDC, like wild ass theories. Um, he didn't believe in COVID. He was anti. He doesn't. Yeah, he does not believe in COVID. He's an anti vaxxer and a whole bunch of other stuff. He is also a poet. An and was reading me all of his poems. He did not fuck. I just had an erotic massage. <laughs> <laughs> and he ha- he's a poet, so he's reading me the poems and stuff. And I'm over here being a, like, a, a nigga, really. I'm like, oh, where are you write poetry? I'm a writer, too. Like, you just send me your work sometime. I'd love to hear it. I'm listening to the poems, like, wow. Inside, I'm like, nah. But I'm like, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I'd love to hear another one. Mm-hmm. I hope he never listens. To I know. That. I really hope not. That was, I really, really hope not. <laughs> That's fucked up shit. Yeah, he won't listen. I hope not. <laughs> okay. Do we have a black girl doing shit? Woo! Girls. My good sis. That's a black girl doing shit. I am one. Go ahead. I'm going to give it to Zendaya because I watched Euphoria last mm. night and whoo. It's making me question if I should ever have children because these <laughs> fucking teenagers. I mean, I remember us being wild, but like, I feel like they're just getting wilder. And like, this show is actually just like insanity. Like, oh God. Episode yeah. one, season two was crazy. It was so beautifully shot. Apparently they used some, um, a Kodak, Kodak a film camera. camera that they... 
that literally was they pulled out of retirement for this episode. Wow. Um, which is why it looks so beautiful. I watched it. I know in the I think maybe the last episode or the one before last, I was like, I don't really fuck with Euphoria like that. I you mean last know- season? Yeah, last season. I, I, um, I didn't think there was like enough character development. For some people, I was just like, y'all are just like kind of like, I don't know. I don't care about you enough. Like, I don't feel like I know these people enough to care. There's something missing for me. But mm-hmm. this, the, the second episode, the first episode of the second season, when we get this like really amazing backstory of Faze, you? Fitz. Fitz? That's Was that the white boy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those types of things that they did like they showed basically how he they did that all last season i don't remember that that's what i remember that's i was what like the whole show is about every yeah i was like you get to know a, a new person nah but do we we go into their childhood yeah oh, yeah you go into their childhood <laughs> i was like so the whole show is that's how it's like that's why literally i'm sitting here like isn't that how the show works <laughs> like my good friend taylor and i she works in television and we were talking and I was like, how are they going to do season two? Because they already did that whole thing, with, which they do in a lot of shows where they go character by character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what are they going to do? But they started off doing the same thing with Fitz. So maybe it was that his just hit more, hit better, felt realer. I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch the first season. Yeah, but, I think so. <laughs> and I think I also just like him as a character a bit more. I'm more intrigued by him in general. But I just... The last season just didn't really do it for me. I thought it like looked really good, but at the end of the day, I was just like, I don't care about y'all very much. I still don't know that I care, but it's spicy. This first episode was spicy as fuck. Spicy as hell. Old girl was hiding in the bath. Huh? Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Mm. Well, shout out to Zendaya. Mm. I don't think I'm going to watch this season. My anxiety. I, I You're don't not going to watch? No. It, it, I, I really realize I really don't like things around drugs. It makes me like too depressed. I, I'm not a fan. Um, I mean, yeah, the drug use. God, I was like that child's like she needs to be put in a facility and yeah. like locked away for a yeah. while. It just makes me like like. Ugh, my whole body doesn't feel good. So, but shout outs to her. Yeah. Yeah. It was She's really very talented. Mm-hmm. So also interesting, like how these shows now have this like responsibility, which I don't know if it's deserved necessarily, but ahead of the actual season two premiere, Zendaya put out a post, like a picture of her on set. And then it was like a swipe through. And the next page was like, you know, if you or someone is struggling, da da da. There's a whole euphoria hotline if you're dealing mm-hmm. with drugs. I'm like, it's a show, but I uh, guess people are very uh, impressionable. Uh, impressionable, and yeah. a show will make you think that heroin is a good idea. So, yeah, that yeah. was fucking wild. But I will say though, in this episode, Jules is speaking to Rue, and she said like, she uses words like relapse. Like, when did you relapse? Where it's mm-hmm. like, where I think we we were really looking at Rue as like a an addict. Like it's not like just girl. You it, didn't watch not, last season. No, I, I, I know <laughs> she wasn't we doing drugs half the season. She was not doing drugs half the season. No, that was the no. whole thing with her. And no, Jules okay, no, my point Jules is, took her off the drugs. Jules was her new drug. And then the last episode, everyone was like, "Damn it!" Right when <laughs> no, Jules no, left, no, no, then she started taking it the drugs. Look glamorous to me, like her drug use is not like glamorous. Like, oh, okay, but I don't think the show necessarily glamorizes it. But I think that having 
like I remember growing up watching Skins and like 13 and like all those where that you would see all this crazy it. stuff and you knew yeah it was like a like a dinge but, of it you knew it wasn't okay but they also there was also just like okay that's the show this shit is fucking crazy and like if that's what you're going through oh well whereas like I think this it's nice that they have some of these uh-huh. like resources and things exactly. that are available that if you relate to it and you're like huh maybe this isn't so great that right. there's like a resource yeah even right. though euphoria I I don't think glamorizes it like no, the most glamorous character to me is Maddie oh fucking love her so much and she smokes weed so yeah oh her fashion like not do bad I know I just want to watch it just to see her because I think she's so cute she's already given amazing looks she's so fucking cute and the personality in the show is so funny to me like she just is like so into her own world I love her well girls should we step into the group chat yep and now a word from our sponsors Have you ever been on a date and it's going well and then all of a sudden they drop a huge deal breaker? Ooh, girl, you mean like they reveal they don't vote? Yes, I have. It's terrible. It's awkward. And you just want to get the hell out of there immediately. I know. So, well, thanks to the dating app OkCupid, you may never be in that situation again. OkCupid finds people you're most compatible with. Here's how it works. The OkCupid app learns what's important to you by asking you questions. Then the app's one-of-a-kind algorithm pairs you with people that care about what you care about, like puppies and reproductive rights. That means no more wasted money, no more wasted time, and no more surprises. It's time to find your person. Download the dating app OkCupid today. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. All right, y'all. It's time for the group I know, Chelsea, you had a couple topics you wanted to discuss. I had like a random thought that just came to mind from the trip. So we can just. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I remember saying I wanted to discuss is this like manosphere thing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So we saw on there was a podcast in which you guys summarize the baby one, but I'll summarize the color one. There was there. I guess there's I guess there's a dating app mm. called like black or some shit. And they were like, yeah, we would never use it was a it's a black guy and a guy that looks to be Southeast Asian, maybe Indian. I don't know, but he's brown. And the two of them host a podcast. I'm not naming the podcast because why? And on, on the podcast, they're like, yeah, there's this dating app black. Neither of us use the use the app because we don't want to date Laquisha's and Shakita's and we don't like if we ever do date black women, they're going to be a yellow bone or a red bone. Like we don't play on the dark side or some shit. It was just yeah, they wild. Said, they said that, we're like, not night riders. It was disgusting. We're not night riders. It was just wild because a, okay. I'm sure people say things like this, right. Mm-hmm. But to say something like that on a public forum, disgusting. Like, you have no shame. And then like, and then also when I realized that they weren't both black women, black men, I was like, how embarrassing for you, black man, that you're sitting up here with this man of some other race shitting on your own women. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. And then also, how dare you, non-black person, talk like this with like with your chest? He might be a black man, but no, he's not. One is black and one's like Indian. Oh, did you was- see Jackie Inez? She she did a TikTok, and I think it's about to go a little crazy. Maybe he's where, Pakistani. I don't, where it was brown. like POC and like everyone's like, I identify as POC and it's all glamorized. And then it's like 
fuck. I don't know exactly what she said, but basically like, yeah, being pro-black or speaking up for black people. And it's like silence. It's very interesting because people want to just like lump it all together and act like they're on the train. But then we are not like that. It's fucked up. I don't understand in a weird way. I'm like, I don't want to perpetuate that because I know so many people listen to them and follow them and think that that's okay. But I also am like, all right, you want to like say it with your chest? You want to say these things out loud? Like be ready for the backlash and the conversations because you're out here looking stupid. But what's scary is there's a lot of people that like support that rhetoric and think that that's okay and are continuing to like perpetuate colorism, which at this point I'm like, why are we still doing this? Like this feels like we're stuck in time that we're still having people talk about. I don't do night Riders. What the fuck is that? Yeah, and it's, it's like- I guess a piece of me is also like, yeah, out yourself in public and make right. like look stupid, but also like that's so hurtful for like right. young black, dark skinned girls, mm-hmm. the young black girls, period, because they said we don't like any black girls. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we want a black girl, maybe she could be a yellow bone. So it's just disrespectful all around. But Darkest Hugh, who was a friend of the show, she actually did like this really great yes. post and it was called the cover page says, why is it so profitable to shit on black women? Mm-hmm. Should men even be allowed to have podcasts? LOL. But seriously. Mm-hmm. And she like talks about all of these like conversations. It's a good post. We'll share it. Yeah, I was looking at it now too, Chelsea. I just wanted to raise because you said Manosphere and I hadn't heard of that before, but mm-hmm. she explains that, that it's a clubhouse. Mm, I, I I mean, I've, I've realized that there's like a lot of these conversations kind of happening online, but the Manosphere is, per Darkest Hue, a collection of men-led blogs, websites, podcasts, and forums that promote sexist beliefs, they encompass men's rights, activists, incels, who are, which are involuntary celibates, and more groups that promote extremist and dangerously outdated beliefs about women. It's an extremely racialized version of the general manosphere where Black women are the primary targets of their misogyny. She talks about how this whole idea of preference, which I feel people keep, that conversation comes up all the time. At this point, it's like, nobody asked you. Preference. Mm -hmm. Nobody asked you. Mm -hmm. I feel like the conversation of preference... I don't know. I go back and forth on this because women do it all the time. Like they talk about, I'm not going to date a short guy under six foot. Mm -hmm. They talk about a man that makes the magic numbers figures. Um, (laughs) So preference, I actually don't care about personally, if you want to talk about your preference. But what bothers me is then when you talk down about what you're the people you don't date, like if you want to talk about how much you love Latino women and you love their cooking and all that mm-hmm. stuff, let the conversation stop there. Mm-hmm. Why then do you need to shit on black women? Like that's the part that to me goes left. The other thing with preference though, is that when your preference is out, like I get height and, and maybe builds things of that nature. Build can even get a little funky, but like yeah. when it comes down to like colorism, texturism, featureism, People don't realize that so much of that is rooted in like your own internalized racism that you probably need to unpack and unlearn why you think that that is ugly or not preferential. So it is still problematic, but like we not having those conversations just yet. I don't think like I talked to my nephew who's like 16 and he's like, yeah, you know, I talked to a lot of like the light skinned girls at school and the Spanish girls at school. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, well, they're just like pretty to me. And I'm like, why? <laughs> he's like, well, 
you know, those are the girls that you see blah, blah, blah with or like in these, you know, in media. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, why do you think that is? You know, like just continue to because it's just like, damn, still these kids Mm -hmm. still do that shit. Yeah. But I would argue that all of our preferences are rooted in something like height is rooted in something that's like a hundred percent. I don't think height is rooted in your height preference is rooted in racism. <laughs> like no, that, it's, I'm rooted like, in, it's rooted in problematic masculine nitty tropes. Yeah. So everything's rooted in something, I, whatever. So we all have our fucked up shit in our heads, but like to shit on a black woman, that is just unnecessary. Like, why are you shitting on them? Like to call them Laquisha and Night Riders? Like mm-hmm. what? I don't know. You want to date? Who like, you want to date? To be That's inflammatory your business. Right. Like, and at the at black women's expense like over and over and over and over again because there's people that are going to laugh and then they're going to piss us off and uh at this point that's why it's good don't name those people uh i'm thinking about it and it's making me fucking annoyed because i've seen that that show in the past and it's real crazy to me because it's just these two dudes and they invite mad women onto their platform all the time and like Mm-hmm. Without their show, without all those women coming on there, they wouldn't even have a fucking show. So have some respect. And it's Ew. just like sad to see that like black men are doing this, right? Like it's black men leading these conversations on Clubhouse. There's a group. Their name is kind of funny, so I'm just gonna say it. the Nig Cells. Have you seen? Oh that? yes, I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they're like a group of black guys, which I just imagine them being like total dweebs in their mom's basement playing dungeons and dragons yeah Ah! (laughs) that's what it gets just like hating all the mean girls that were didn't take them to prom or whatever um but yeah they say awful things about women but then they double down as it relates to black women specifically Ooh, so strange like they dead hate black women it's mad (laughs) crazy like what the fuck like tight, angry, angry as hell, screaming, losing their minds, screaming at the mic, screaming at the mic. Like, but it's because they. I'm confused. Why rejection? Something, something. Like, what are they saying though? Basically, like we won't date y'all because you guys are just baby mamas. Yeah. Oh. I mean, on Darkest Hues post, she she shared some quotes. I don't know who she's talking about, but she's like a certain black conservative political commentator. He said things like um, the black community needs a cleansing and an intra-racial civil war to eliminate the I don't know what this word is. Huh? Oh, he a term that he coins for black women. But I don't know what the word is because she started out. So he also explicitly said that the darker the skin, the uglier they are referring to black women and women who wear weaves are hair-hatted hooligans it's just wild that people are figuring out these this is a way to make money to just like say these extreme things like he probably doesn't even believe this shit to be honest like oh it's shocking and like people are gonna watch for this and at black women's expense yeah (laughs) there's more quotes on darkest hues page but like i don't even feel comfortable reading them they're so gross but what do you think this is a result of because again i I am like, are they doing this because there have been years of women on their podcast saying hmm. X, Y, and Z? Like, what the fuck is this? What is this about? Is it like I, a I think it's from the I unwanted? just think it's bad behavior that hasn't been checked because unfortunately, I do know men who have spoken like this and and have, you know, come to 
Jesus, as I like to say. Like I have guy friends who I talk to now who no, tell us their names. Really? <laughs> I would <laughs> they, love to know. They didn't speak like this explicitly, but like in college, they were always with like white girls or lighter skin girls. And I was like looking at them a little sideways, like them thinking that aligning themselves with those women might be beneficial to them or kind of like erases some of their blackness or makes them more acceptable. That's really what I think it all stemmed down to. Wait, but did they say that or did they just, were they just attracted to a certain type of woman? I think there's a difference. Weren't like, oh, I don't talk to Shaquishas and Knight Riders, but they were like, no, I don't really talk to black girls. Like I've never dated a black girl. I don't like, I don't see myself with a black woman. Weird. And I was like, hmm, okay, me, your black friend just here taking it in and you're black right like hmm. i mean at the time at the time i was with a white man so i don't know if it felt like a Mm. a safe space yeah i'm like whoa whoa i'm not we are not the same (laughs) i'd be dating black men (laughs) you have never dated black women in your life this is scary to me but also like those women not being in their environment i think might have been an influence so whatever but that's different but now i see them like oh my God, I was really tripping back then. Like, I didn't really, I don't know what I was thinking. Like we have, we've had open conversations about that and they're both actively dating black women. Mm. Um, So it's interesting to see that, but I think some of that behavior and like same shit that I saw with my nephew where I'm like, why do you think like, if no one's questioning or testing that, and then you also have people within your own household who perpetuate that could be their fathers, their uncles, cousins, brothers, then they think that this is okay. And when you don't see black women being respected, I think they also think this is okay. So a lot of unlearning that needs to be done. Frankly, I feel bad for these people because it's like, I don't know how old these guys are. They sound like they're like 22 years old. Nope, there's a range. This no, goes from the manosphere's twenties to fifties to sixties. Yeah. Oh yikes! Okay, sorry. I'm thinking specifically of the podcast guys, but yeah, it's just like for the podcast guys to put yourself in this space of like basically admitting to being colorist and anti-black, and now this is what you think you're gonna like build your platform on it's really embarrassing because if and when hopefully you do understand that what you've done is not okay the the damage has been done like and it's all wrapped up in this like pseudo intellectualism where they like to be acting like it it's like based on theory or some shit like (laughs) that other one you sent us chelsea about oh yes please can can we play it 30, 40, 50 women pregnant at the same time. As a female, you can only be pregnant by one man at a time. And further, it benefits you as a woman to stick to that man because the more you get pregnant, the more your value declines. Stretch marks, losing the vaginal elasticity, and all of these meaningful things that attract men. So you are one who should stick with a man. So monogamy is very meaningful for women, whereas for a male who has a lot of resources, monogamy is not a necessity. It's actually a detriment to you. I've always, I, I personally think if you're a man of a certain status and income, it's stupid for you to be monogamous. But you know what I'm saying? But women can still benefit from you not being monogamous. There's that stupid man again. Same podcast, by the way. Yeah, same podcast. So that type of shit makes men feel better about themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that we just learned why they do it. it makes them feel better about themselves. Or like, do we think they believe it? Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. So sometimes when I listen to this and so someone who I still want to come on the show, just because I think that would be a very interesting episode. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Kevin Samuels. <laughs> it's so interesting because I don't know if it's on purpose, this tactic, like of like saying some things that you could like them saying total bullshit. Right. But mm-hmm. like mixing in some things that like you could see. Right. So it's like it's like, oh, it's like that term. How does it go? It's like eat the meat and spit out the bones. Oh, it's no. like there are some things that they say that I'm like, oh, like, unfortunately, this is offensive. But like, I understand what you're saying. Right. Like when mm-hmm. Kevin Samuels is like a woman with a woman who's 47 with five baby daddies and whatever deemed to be negative traits you want to put on this woman is also the same woman who's like, I want a young strapping man with a six pack and who makes $400,000. I understand how he's like, well, maybe you need to change your outlook because like you're not equally yoked, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like then they mix in craziness. So then it's like people believe all of it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, like I mean, it's like, Well, okay. Yeah. When we when we spoke to Glenn's Hotep lover, he was basically he said that he was he's working on this book, and that it's about kind of like dating and love, and he feels that there are like certain things that you should ask right away on a date, and one of them that a lot of the girls were like, I guess taken aback by was the amount of debt you have and they're like asking about debt on a first date like why like that's crazy and he's like yeah but like if we're dating with the intentions of pursuing something long term I need to know if you're an asset or not and he's basically saying like the way he defines asset is I'm one of them being you know financial others being you know I guess domestic aspects that you can add to the household um certain personality traits we really got stuck on the debt one so I didn't hear all of them but I was kind of getting picking up what he was saying there's something you think there's something wrong with that no no and and I was like this is very very valid like all the things that you're saying are valid if we're gonna look at each other as equals I think where the Kevin Samuels of the world and some of these people get fucked up is Green assault on the Kevin Samuels because I haven't really listened to him because he irks my nerves. But (laughs) I feel like it starts to become this thing where the woman is not the prize and the man is the picker. And so you have to Mm. like make yourself a certain way to get chosen. Like now, yes, a man also has to have certain elements so that the woman that he is picking says yes. But ultimately it feels very like, man centric manosphere whatever I don't know and that's where I get a little frustrated with some of these conversations because I'm like we as women of course should be our best selves but not necessarily because I need you to choose me like that's where I get frustrated especially for black women who have felt in the past that they're not being chosen like that's where all this fucked up shit again with like the colorism features texture comes into play because if you don't have 
the features that are desirable off the rip. Now you're doing all this other shit to make yourself desirable to get chosen by a man. And and I think that's where a lot of women go left. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think that's where a lot of the BBL culture has come from. And yeah. a lot of these women like altering the way that they look and changing their bodies because it's like, even Cardi B said you can have fucked up teeth, but if you got a fat ass, somebody's <laughs> going to trick on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying and I agree, but like, I also am like very realistic. And while it sucks, isn't that what it is though? Like, like think about every show we've ever watched. Like the woman is being chosen. Right. And it's like devastating when she doesn't get chosen mm. and she's 50 and has not out of her prime. And I, I understand all of these things are problematic. That's why that's why to me, the manosphere is so complicated. And like, you know, I love that Darkest Hue did this post because and like more people are talking about it because, as I said before, they're mixing truth in with bullshit. Mm hmm. And so, like, that's where it becomes hairy and gray and confusing and the bullshit gets swallowed as truth. And because it is true, like, unfortunately, that's the way it is. Right. Men control. What is this is something that they also say in the manosphere that I kind of believe to be true. Like women control access to sex and men control access to marriage or a relationship. It sucks. But unless you're the type of woman that's going to propose to a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Especially because we don't have that many options. And then you add being black, but yeah. then it's just like, then they just sprinkle a bunch of bullshit on like maybe a real conversation that we could have as a community and then just turn it into shit. Yeah. Right. That's the it, whole it goes formula. from like work on yourself to be the best woman you could be. Just. And don't wear weaves. <laughs> it's like, what? Whoa, whoa, cop chill. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was actually in a clubhouse room the other day, just, you know, listening in. And it was, are you wifey material? And the funny thing is, I was so annoyed by this room. But as I stayed in the room longer, it was revealed that this room was a spinoff off of a room called, are you husband material? So women did it first. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically the way how the room worked is so, for instance, for the are you husband material room, it was a stage full of women and then men were picked to go up one by one and the woman would ask them questions. So, like, how much money do you make? What can you offer a woman if I was on the street and some guy like grabbed me, what would you do? Like asking them questions about if they're husband material. Mm -hmm. And then so the, are you wifey material was a similar room. It was a room full, a stage full of men. And they were asking women one by one, like, you know, will you pay on a first date? Like random questions, I guess, to see if they're wifey material. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't think we have a what would you do, but I'm going to throw something out there that is just going to get you guys to share your opinions. I don't think I've shared this. What would you do? I have many campaigns. You know, I'm always running for office in my own brain, in my mm -hmm. own colony, the Shadeverse, whatever we want to call it. And one of them is what I'm calling the baby daddy campaign. The baby daddy campaign is a jump off of my vasectomy campaign, um, which is also called the shoot up the club campaign. If you 
uh, don't recall, it's a few episodes prior, I go into full detail on this. Um, and I can share more in the future if people are curious about the Shoot the Cub Up campaign. But the Baby Daddy campaign is essentially that. I feel very often women are looking for a man who can be a good father and provider and also, you know, this romantic love of their life that lasts forever. And in a dream world, those two things come together and they make, quote unquote, the perfect partner. I'm making this very simple, of course. There's other elements that go into it. But essentially, we as women are looking for providers who can care for our families and then someone who, you know, can be a good partner and love us. I think the two in this day and age are very, very challenging to find. And that as we get older, you know, we know 35 is a geriatric pregnancy, la, 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 la. A lot of women start to panic and want to settle down with someone so that they can have a child, even though that that person might not be the best fit as a father, but they make them feel really good as a lover or a partner, or they fulfill romantic needs that probably just stem from an unfulfilled trauma of their childhood, to be frank. I think Not you women the language of my hotel boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think women need to more so pursue a man who will be a good provider and father and let some of the more like romantic emotional shit go. And I think men do this a lot. Men will be like, yeah, I could have a kid with her. She'd be a great mom, even yeah, though they, they know that. that they couldn't have a long-term relationship with this woman. I think if you can seek out a man, you know, he'll be a great dad, you know, he'll provide for you, you know, you guys could have like a good long-term co-parenting relationship if all went to shit. And then you could, you know, Liz Taylor yourself, get you another man down the line and have a blended family. Great. Listen, if it works out that you pursue the baby daddy campaign and you and this man actually make it and have a lovely 50 plus year marriage, good for you. But ladies, Let's stop seeking out men just because it feels good in the moment. And then you come to find out they could be some ain't shit fathers who ain't taking care of their kids. Wait, what's the question? I thought this was what would you do? I want to know what you think about my campaign. Oh, you just want to know what we think about your campaign. <laughs> yes, because you don't have. I was like, uh, you're just telling us stuff. You're not asking a question. So, um, what do you all think about the baby daddy campaign? What would you do? You're, you're, you're 37. You've ha- you're, you're having not so great luck. And you're like, damn, I, I would really love to have a child. You don't necessarily want to be a single parent. Mm-hmm. But you might need to shift your mindset the way you're seeking men out. I'm here for it, especially if the other person... If we have this like conversation and they're like, I also really want to have a child, whatever, like, yeah. Like, not like, I'm like, you're giving, giving me a kid and like, you don't mind being there, you know, like the the other, I think we had to go into this mutually. Like we both want to have a kid together Mm -hmm. basically, but we're just not going to be romantically involved. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yes, I think I, I don't know if I would categorize this as the baby daddy thing (laughs) Um, because I don't know that I want a baby daddy. Like if I, if I had my choice Um, and obviously you would want stability, Mm -hmm. uh, responsible 
mix with passion and love. But yeah, if I had to choose one as a grown ass woman, yeah, you choose and you want to have children with this person. Yeah, you choose stability and responsible. Yeah, of course. I think we can all get on this gravy train. But you could also marry that person. You could. You could. I think you absolutely could. I just think that it's very, very challenging to find the two. And it takes a lot of time. And when time is against you, unfortunately, as a woman, from what I have seen personally, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, well, I like him and this feels nice. So we're going to go half on a baby. And yeah, that's for people that are the castmates of Euphoria. That's for teenagers. Mm, nope. I know grow grown up. ass. I know grown ass women doing this. Well, I they know. need to grow up. I know. Grow one. up. I know. Grow one. up. <laughs> Tell them to grow up. That's oh, they're stupid. just been like. Well, are you, are you saying this woman is looking for a, a, a ba- like she wanted a kid and it was like, all right, well, I guess we'll just do it like that type of thing. And then the they, person they, turned out to be because she uh, loved this person. Food. She wanted a kid. She loved this person. Oh, she loved the person. But she knew the person was unstable, irresponsible. But to grow up. Now you're going to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Not Which mom. is not easy. It's very difficult. And And I'll even I will even say, like, I think that there are men out there who okay sure like they're around but they're not they're not fathering they're not parenting like they're just like a babysitter (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay you're You're here for bath time and you can read a book but are you fucking parenting a child right right are you doing what needs to be done to take care of your kid right very different but that's so why also- I say, go ahead, Chelsea. I, I know we were talking about the manosphere and like, I feel like my point is not coming through as clearly as I would like it to, but those who get it, get it. Those who don't can fuck off. But that's why I don't like these like women that lie to other women. I'm like, keep it real. Like, I love talking to older women that Uh have been there, done that, and they're not in fucking la-la land, like women Uh our age and Uh younger. Um, So those pieces of the manosphere I can appreciate. It's just they mix it with so much bullshit. Well, wait, but when you say women who lie to women, what do you mean? Like, girl, don't worry. You're 40. Mm. Sit on your couch. Eat bonbons. A man's going to come to you. Like, that's bullshit. You're setting up your girl for, for you're not setting her up for success. Like, mm-hmm. oh, girl, go outside. You got to, you know, get yourself together. Like, if you want him or do you know what I'm saying? Like, be real. Like, we live in this, like, PC culture where everyone's just like, I have to say the right thing and the most politically correct thing. And then your girl is 50 years old by herself while you're living good. So you're actually a fucked up friend. I think, oof, I mean, this could be another, this could be a whole other episode. I think that it's twofold, right? Because there isn't one recipe. Like some people find people that you'd be like, hmm, this is not what I would quote unquote typically say on paper is a woman with the most, we'll say assets to use. So you're the, saying the whole tech friends. Yes. Yeah, some people are lucky. And, and But I won't <laughs> just say luck. Like it's like they find a pairing and it's almost like they're, they're too quote unquote, poor assets. This is what I'm just going to use this term as like 
the financials, the the appearance, the personality characteristics, like they're fucked up assets like match one another's and they are this like weird ass fucked up couple. <laughs> but like okay, see, it works I'm not out. I'm not talking about two okay, this is stupid, but like, you know, how people talk about scales. Like I'm not talking mm-hmm. about two twos getting together and living happily ever after. I'm talking about your friend who the scale thing is stupid, but just oh, who's like, across, I want, I want currently a, 10. a two. She wants a 10 and you're uh-huh. like, yeah, girl, you can get a 10. No, girl, let's get you in the right position. If you want a 10, let's go work out together. Let's like, let's be uh, make sure that you're make sure that you're doing well in your career. Like, like be honest with people. I I think there's nothing wrong with being honest. Like, mm-hmm. but in this extremely PC culture, I think a lot of women are being lied to, and unfortunately, that's why women are now going to the extreme right of being the biggest listeners and followers of these crazy manosphere people oh, because they're like, finally, somebody's support. telling me some shit that I can that is makes sense when you uh, think. Uh-huh. But they're giving. They're giving it to you on this shitty ass platter where they're like putting you down. Like, I don't think you need to put someone down to be real with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I do think a lot of these like women empowerment people fucking lie. They lie. I mean, it it goes both ways. I think it goes, you know, we have to think about it in terms of the looks and 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 that level because I mean I've seen some interesting things in terms of those choices that I wouldn't expect, and it happens, but also yeah, like you can't be out here saying that you want someone who's financially stable and you're financially unstable. You can't be out here saying that you want someone who's, you know, got all their mental health checks, marks just off the charts, but like you don't want to step foot in therapy or do the work to like take care of yourself. And or I I'm, I'm a woman with four baby daddies, but I'm like, I would never date a man with a kid. Like, come on, girl. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's, backwards. that's not how life works. Like, you have baggage, so you might have to get with a guy that has some baggage too. Like yeah. that's life. Yeah, and I feel like that that some of those things are said on the manosphere. Like mm-hmm. so weird. Like where is the place? But they add shit onto it. So now you're like putting down these women's self esteem because it's like either that or you have fucking I don't know whoever saying yeah, girl. You're the woman, so you can have whatever you want. I think particularly with Black women, too, where this gets weird, is this idea of settling. Like, within our, I don't want to say culture, because I don't think it's within our culture. But it it is very interesting when you see dating in different races. I think you sent a video of this. Um, Chelsea, I can't remember where it was around like financials, and it was like all the white girls were like, "Hell no!" <laughs> oh the yeah, guy- they were like, "How?" Im- the woman was like, "How important is money to you?" And all the white women were like, "Very important." The Indian woman was like, "Very important." Asian woman was like, "Very important," and the black woman was like, "I mean, if he's ambitious, like we could build together." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! Now, of course, it could have been edited to prove a point, but of yes, course, that was the of video. course, of course, and like. It- <laughs> It seems like we can't have it all, right? Because then it goes back to this thing of like, do we deserve it? Are we desirable? So it's like a fucking never ending circle. Like it feels like you're on the hamster wheel when it comes to this shit. I mean, all we can say is ladies, just be your best self and for yourself. For yourself. Yeah. 
and whatever, yourself, whatever but that if, looks like too though what your, what your best this self is looks that like though. women's no? shit yes for yourself but if you want a partner it's not just for yourself like no but, but dating, i think you need to you need to start with yourself first, first. start with yourself yeah. but don't mm-hmm. end with yourself if you're someone who doesn't who wants a partnership yeah if you're someone who wants to be alone for the rest of your life fine that's but i exactly but i don't want to tell women do all these things for a man like ultimately no. you need to do these things for you because if you aren't if you're doing this for someone else for approval from someone else for someone else to make you feel good i'm sorry like that's never going to work like no it should be for you but what's sexy what's more sexy than a confident like woman exactly yeah absolutely that's, that's absolutely. what attracts people to you it so. attracts it attracts people it, it it definitely is like a magnet but i think a lot of women are also out here fucked up doing shit because they just don't love themselves and they're constantly looking for someone else to give them approval and it's like all right hold on get you right first because that's yeah. another thing you could be the baddest bitch with a good job and you know everything else is looking great on paper and we we see a lot of these women there are a lot on these real housewives franchises <laughs> and yeah. it's not looking good for them BBLs and I just money feel like galore. People need to be realistic. Just be realistic. Yeah. Well, guys, this is not La La Land. It's reality. <laughs> Unless you want to live in the metaverse, you could live there. You want and probably the have a lot of virtual right. sex. You could do whatever you want there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, ladies, this was a very lovely episode. Chelsea Samuels. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. See, you know, friends, I'll give it. I'll give you the real. So if you want real advice, come to <laughs> me. If you want to have smoke blown up your ass, go to Sade. No, I agree with what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But I also think, again, women, a lot of women got to I don't I don't like this perspective of women having to do shit for men. But I also that. have start with yourself. But I also have even down to the choosing thing, but I have no problem with at the end of the day, if it boils down to. okay, this is going to no, I'm not going to go on this rant. We'll talk about it later. We're getting to it on Patreon. But also you can propose to a man like, again, if you are the woman that will get down on one knee, buy your man a ring and propose to him, that's also a, a way. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't think marriage is the end all be all. Like, I think you can have long term partnerships and and go in waves of relationships and fun and life and love and be very content Agreed. with that. And if you want that, then do that. Yeah. So I'm not speaking to those women. I'm speaking yeah. to women that want like a partnership. Mm-hmm. And that's what they desire. That's the conversation I'm having. But yeah, if you want to, you know, be Elizabeth Taylor. That also could be fun. <laughs> be J-Lo. But even, you got to think, even J-Lo. Y'all see J-Lo? Yeah. It looks great. She's fire. <laughs> right. Like J-Lo. <laughs> she's putting in that work. Liz mm-hmm. Taylor, bad bitch back in her day. Back in mm-hmm. her day. Considered a beauty. Yeah. Just unfor- the unfortunate reality of life. So just be yeah. real. Gotta have your bad bitch status for your your polyamory bouncing around or your one month for your poom poom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great well. way to the song. <laughs> the 
well, this man is messy episode. <laughs> I know it's probably going to be triggering for some, but oh, you yeah. know, let's have the conversation. We, we have honest know. conversations. Yeah. Different perspectives. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can email us at hello at blackgirlsexting.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say at Gmail. No, no, no. We got that. Corporate. You can also DM us at Black Girls Texting on Instagram. Become a patron because we're funding this by ourselves. Patreon slash Black Girls Texting. We have a YouTube, Black Girls Texting. Also, we will be doing this giveaway. More details on our Instagram page. Yes. For this Julie brush. Julie. Um, yeah. All right. Have you guys see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.